let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. I'm going to be basing off only one verse today. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, the King James Version. And then I will be reading, uh, I also want us to read a couple other versions. Uh, when you have it, say, I got it. Amen. <laughs> when I'm nervous, I talk. thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life new international version says above all else say with me above all else guard your heart it is the wellspring of life can you help me with uh, the message please the message is a little bit more Americanized diligent watch over your heart that's where life starts if you can put your bible aside lift up your hands there where you are and help me pray lord we come before your presence god i have nothing to offer but i can give you my heart i can give you my life today my disposition you may speak through me, God, to every heart, every soul in this house today, Lord. You know the issues of our hearts, God. You know the fruits, Lord, of our issues, God. But help me, Lord, attack. Help me speak to the issues before they become even roots, God. In Jesus' name, that it be a seed planted in our hearts that it may give fruit at its given time. In Jesus' name, say amen. You may be seated. Give him a little round of applause. I'm not going to take too much of your time. I know I am the only person between here, you and your, your desserts at Applebee's. We all know, we all heard about the prophet Daniel, one of the minor prophets. The book of Daniel chapter 5 is one of my favorite stories of, that you'll find in the Bible. It talks about a king named Belshazzar. And correct me if I'm wrong, because, yeah, Belshazzar. Son, and some historians say he was not really the son of Nebuchadnezzar. He was his grandson, okay? He was a king of Babylon. And um, now I want you to understand Israel had been conquered by the kingdom of Babylon. Because Israel was so disobedient God had to give them into their enemies okay now when God again it's so cliche to say this but when God compares us to sheep it's not because we're white and fluffy <laughs> but because sheep are some of the most stubborn animals there is in planet earth for some of you just burst your bubble you were just you were you, you, you even wanted to fluff yourself now, his, the Bible says that King Bishazar decides to throw a party. And um, he decides to throw a party and he invites all of his princes, his princes and people, important people of, 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 his, of his kingdom. If it was today, maybe he invited uh, uh, the, the people from the government, from, uh, from, from Social Security, from the post office. Everybody was important in the nation he invited to this party. And while he is celebrating for no reason, I want you to, to keep this in your mind, he's celebrating for no reason, he decides 
bring the cups that belong to the temple of Israel. Now understand this, because Babylon conquered Israel, they took everything with, with them, right? Everything pr- pr- pretty much belongs to them. So in a way, they stored off all of, all of the belongings of the temple. And in this precise moment, King Bessar decides to, let's bring the cups and get drunk with them. This is an example, if we apply today, of, of like Christianity. Where we take the things of, of God, the sacred things of God, and we put no value to them. All of a sudden, there's no reverence in the house of God anymore. Huh. Somebody say amen. The story continues, and it says that while they're doing, while they're getting drunk, something happens. A hand appears and begins to write on the wall. Now, I want you to bear with me, because this sermon is more like, a, like an air, airplane flight. Okay, it starts, it starts, it starts, and then at the end, maybe, 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 if it doesn't crash down, you know, maybe it will take some flight. Are you going to preach with me today? <laughs> a guy married this woman because of her voice. She was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Her voice was beautiful. He married her at, at their honeymoon. He, he, you know, the honeymoon. And he sees that she begins to take off an arm. And then her leg. And then her eye. Oh, Lord. She went, sing my love, sing my love, sing my love. <laughs> if I can't preach, just tell me, sing, sing. And if that doesn't work, I don't know what's going to save us today. <laughs> the Bible says that the king saw the hand that began to write on the wall. And he paled. His knees began to smite one against the other. Now, I've never been experienced or seen somebody do this. But the Bible says, describes it this, this way. That he was so troubled that even his knees began to hit one against the other. You, you see, we fear the unknown. If there's something that we cannot accept as the unknown. That's why when there's a different pastor coming into a church. And we don't know. Half the church sometimes leaves. Because we fear the unknown. We won't accept unknown somebody say amen so this king begins to fear and, and, and the bible says that he was troubled and what he does is begin, he begins to call all of his musicians and all the soothsayers to give him an interpretation of what he had the hand had, was, had written on the wall now but nobody could decipher those words nobody could decipher those words and once again, the Bible says that the king trembled because nobody could decipher the words that were written in that wall. Now, the king, the, the queen heard the trouble outside. She began to hear something is going on. And, and, and as, she, as soon as she, 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 uh, the issue came to her notice, she went out there and she told her, King, oh king, there was a man that has been forgotten. Who was named chief of all the magicians by your father, Nebuchadnezzar. And if you, if you remember, King Nebuchadnezzar also had an issue like this. Where he couldn't understand a dream that was given to him. And who helped him out? This is going to be Sunday school all of a sudden. 
Daniel came. Now, years later, Daniel is forgotten. Just like many of you are forgotten in your schools, in your jobs, in society. You know, the church, you know, the world only remembers the church whenever there are issues and there are problems and there's adversity. September 11th, that weekend was the most attended week in church history because they were troubled. Let me tell you something. Your coworker and your classmate, they can ignore you all they want. But whenever trouble comes to their lives, they'll remember a son of God. They'll remember you. Give a little round of applause today. Just like they remember you, they remember Daniel. And they bring Daniel. And let's fast forward because otherwise I'm going to take all the way till midnight and I don't want to do that. But the Bible says that they bring Daniel. Daniel is offered all these rewards by this king. If you decipher this, I will make you the third of the kingdom. That's one of the reasons why they say because he didn't have the power to even name him second, but third. Okay? And Daniel does, Daniel's so bold. And he's such, so, he's amazing. He's a great man of God. What he does is, you know, you keep your rewards. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to translate this this written thing anyway and Daniel interprets the writing many God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it paraphrasing another section says that he has weighed you in his balance and you were lacking of. Your kingdom is divided and given to the Meds and the Persians. That was the interpretation of the wall. And the Bible says that that same night, the kingdom was taken by the Persians. The end. Entertainment. In, this, in the dictionary in Spanish, I found that it, was, it, it, it means to, to have a good time. It means making someone waste their time, occupying their attention, and preventing the carrying out or, or continuation of an action. That is entertainment. Today, the people of God were too entertained. And I want you to, to feel my heart today. Because what I speak today, I don't, I don't speak just, just, just from my, my lips to you. No, no. I speak it from the bottom of my heart. And to young people, we are so consumed today with school, work, and careers, corruptible titles, and extracurricular activities. And, uh, and um, there is nothing really that, 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 that convinces us enough to come to church. And we ask parents, and it doesn't happen here, but in Texas it did a lot. Where many times the parents would go to church by themselves. And you're asking, where are your kids at? Oh, they're out there at the softball, softball game. They're out there uh, uh, playing soccer. And then we wonder, Pastor, why is it that we have so much conflict with them? We're so entertained. 
We're so entertained. And there is something even invading our churches even more than just the, the, the things that we do out of the front walls of, of this building. And it's sometimes within the church. Somebody say with me, social media. Say with me, social media. Now, a hammer can either build or it can destroy. Social media can either build your, it can't wait, really, it can't build your life. But you can use it as a tool to reach others, but at the same time, it can destroy you. Some statistics say that, that one of three people feel depressed and sad and lonely after they get in social media. It clogs creativity. We are so focused on sharing the moment that we forget to live it. I've seen, and luckily not here, but I've seen at churches and conferences where every minister in the platform has Facebook Live. And half the congregation has Facebook Live. They're so busy recording the moment, sharing the moment, that they're not living the moment. <laughs> I'm not attacking social media. I have social media. But, but the thing is that, that, that that's, the, the key is there, whether you have it or it has you. Because some of you think you have a car, but the, the, the reality is that the car has you. Some of you think you have a job, but the job has you. And we don't know, but this is modern idols. Everything... It's a song that says everything you love with all your heart is an idol. Everything, anything you give your whole time to is an idol. And I'm going to tell you because there's cultural differences and sometimes we don't want to accept that. But yes, in this country we got a little bit harder because there's more access to more stuff. We can get a credit card and buy more stuff. And, and, and we think because we buy more and more and more and more that, that we're going to be satisfied. But it doesn't happen that way. They asked a rich man, one of the richest men ever, Hey, when is enough? And he said, just a little bit more. Humanity, that's the, because that's who we are. So you either have that or that has you. So I'm going to give a little round of applause today. Today in counseling sessions for, for couples, Facebook, Facebook has become a major cause of divorce. Many of the times the word Facebook comes with, with, the, with the argument. And sometimes pastors are so frustrated with, 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 the, with the whole counseling stuff because couples go to counseling when the cancer has spread all over the body already. Somebody say amen. Now the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning, pastor, is we, we, don't, we don't say, Lord, thank you for today. Or let, let, me, let me open the Bible. What, what do we do? And the last thing that we do at the, at the day, what is it? Is this relevant to anybody today? Young people, is this relevant to you today? And it's because we are so indulgent to superficial messages sometimes that's why i'm glad to be in this church where pastor brings a powerful word every single sunday wow wow that's powerful 
Now, we no, linger, we, we, we no longer have time to pray, to pray anymore. We don't, we, we no longer, we're not longer able to hear the voice of God in our lives anymore. Because we're so saturated and overwhelmed with other voices speaking to us every single day. And in our screens and everywhere on the TV. We are so focused on what will happen with either will it be the walking dead or Game of Thrones. God forbid anybody be watching that. Grace Anatomy. And we no longer have time to meditate and examine ourselves. The word of God still says be still and know that I am God. But we cannot be still anymore. You see when you pray you speak to God. But when you meditate, you speak to yourself about God. When you pray to God, you go, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are gracious. Lord, you are a provider. Lord, you are... When you meditate, you say, Absalom, the Lord is your provider. Absalom, the Lord is good. Somebody give the Lord an applause. Come on, come on, give it, give it to him. He is worthy of all honor of our praise. Everybody say with me, the forgotten channels. The forgotten channels. That night, a whole kingdom was taken because the people partied in the middle of a battle. Historians say that while King Belshazzar was doing his party, his father was out there fighting a battle. And he was over here within the walls celebrating. And now, what came to us was, I'm not going to take too long now. While he's celebrating, the Bible says about, talks about Babylon, one of the most powerful kingdoms there is. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to get down a little bit. The cameras, I know, I, know, I know they got me in trouble last time. I asked, they were like, no, don't, don't get down there. It's forbidden. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but what King Bezosha does is he, he guards everything. He guards the obvious. He guards the doors, the walls. The walls of this city were so thick and so huge, wide, that two chariots could pass through it. There was no way anybody could get through those walls, through the obvious. What Kibbutz also forgot to do, that cost him his whole kingdom, was, Pastor, he forgot to guard that which is not obvious, which you cannot see with your naked eye. This history says that there was channels that would go through Babylon. And the Persians used those channels, the forgotten area, to take over the city. The enemy of our souls no longer gets us to the obvious. Let me go a little bit into depth with this. Because we feel that because we are seated in a church that we are saved. But let me tell you something. Church is one of the best places to be at. It is the best place to be at. 
But it can be one of the most dangerous places because you're sitting there and still going to hell. If you don't watch your heart. And you say, but Brother Absalom, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't cuss. I don't go out to the bars. But you are sitting in the comfort of your room. Because you no longer have to leave the, the, your house pastor to sin anymore. You can sin in your own room. With a screen in your, in your hand. We guard that which is obvious. As long as I make it to church on Wednesday and on Sunday, I should be good. <laughs> and the problem today, nowadays, is that we are... Entertainment is, it is one of the most powerful weapons from the enemy today. And spirits are being extinguished because of entertainment. And integrity is being compromised because of entertainment. And callings are no longer being able to be perceived because of entertainment. And there's indifference in the house of God and the presence of God Almighty because of entertainment. Because we are so full of the things of the world that we forget to empty ourselves. And God cannot pour into us unless we empty ourselves of ourselves. I believe the Lord is speaking to somebody today. Somebody has been struggling. Somebody has wanted to hear a word. The word is for you today. And if you say, I've heard that many times before. You know what? I came to this conclusion. God cannot give you a fresh word if you don't do anything with the word that he's already given to you. I've heard that message many times, Pastor. I've heard that message many times. God is just sits there waiting. What are you going to do with it? And I'm going to keep bringing it up to you until you do something with it. It's like Mena. Search for the day. You got to work with it because it's not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus. And we find that young people many of the times, because I'm 26. <laughs> if you ask anybody, I feel like I'm 40 already. I have pains all over my wrists and my, and my ankles and my body. I have so many, like two surgeries already. I feel old. <laughs> Oh. oh man what was I on when I used to go to youth camp I forget sometimes I want to go to youth camp but then I remember I'm 26 I can't now, now I'm, I'm, I'm either the one that takes care of the kids or, or the one who cleans up after that I don't know I can't go to camp anymore and enjoy I'm 26 already but I remember that many times when I was, when I was younger two years ago <laughs> I I used to go to youth camp and then I would see kids and young people fired up for God seeking out the presence of God Laid on the floor after service, hours after hours after hours. Sometimes, sometimes you have to carry them back to their dorms. 
And a month later, after youth camp had passed, Pastor, the fire was gone. They'd wait another 11, 10 months again to be stone cold in their churches. No activity, no involvement. And wait another year for youth camp to be fired up again. And another month, fire down. And that was a cycle of their Christianity. What a miserable way to live for God. There's, there's a song that we used to sing when I was a kid. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty, bring Humpty back together again. Issues that we are walking walls. And the world and the things of God. And we are so indecisive. We don't know whether to choose God or to choose the temporary pleasures of the world. Play today, pay later. Pay today, play later. So all of a sudden, we have a fall. We break and we want everybody to fix us. Why are you walking walls in the first place? This is not a message of condemnation. Because condemnation will bring you back to the same issue. Condemnation is from the devil. It's from the enemy. And it will tell you that you're wrong, you're bad. It's just, you might as well just go ahead and just get into the worst part of it. But conviction is different. God says, you've done wrong, but I can, we can fix this. You can do better. Like, give the Lord a round of applause today. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. We are so distracted that we've forgotten the channels. The main cause of death in teenagers today is uh, on the road is distraction. And today, distraction is also the main cause for spiritual death on young people. I'm almost done. The thing is that if we don't get it today, I wish, I've, I wish somebody had sit down, sat down with me when I was younger. The thing is that we go to youth camps and, and special services and conferences and, and I remember listening to messages that after the service, I want to remember what, it was, what was preached because we were just so busy jumping and dancing. You were so superficial. And I got into so much problems in my life because I couldn't understand that fact that there is something more important than what we think is important. And it's this. It is the heart. That's where life starts. The heart. When I was, a few years ago, maybe five years ago, I was exposed to, to a video Watching with my brothers, and I don't know, they remember, I don't think they will remember anymore. But pastor, it was it was a newscast, something like that. It was the news, and and this man was was describing a a, a scene with, with tears in his eyes, and he said there was an accident 
with the car, the car caught flames and the people in that car died. And this man said, well, what I couldn't understand was there was time to save these people. But everybody around had their phones out filming everything. And he, you can see the, you can hear the anguish in his voice, Pastor. Anguish in his voice. And I remember that once I saw that, I don't know why I felt this. My heart began so heavy. And I got up from that table and I went to my room and I began to cry. And God spoke to me and said, That's you. You're watching people burn on their way to hell. And you're too busy being entertained. And you see, young people, brother and sister, sin does not only affect you. Sin will affect everybody around you. It is the most selfish things to ever do. Because we think that it, only, it doesn't only affect you. It will destroy your family. It will destroy your marriage. It will destroy generations over generation. The Bible talks about Jonah. Because of his disobedience, almost everybody from that ship died. But then we see another story in the New Testament. Similar case where everybody in that ship survived because of the obedience of Paul. Why don't we stand to our feet today? I know this message didn't make you jump. It didn't make you swing from the chandeliers. I... I led worship for about 10 years. Maybe a little less than that. And I started in Mexico with my brothers. God began to open doors for us. My father, the one of the men I admire with, with all my heart. My, my father listens to the voice of God and he, and he moves. You see... We, we haven't had it. We have, we've never been in a place so long where we get so attached to things that we cannot leave them anymore. Our parents always taught us that wherever God calls you, you go. You leave everything behind. You close that chapter of your life and you start a new one. Back in 2002, we moved to the country of Mexico. My dad had a good job. My dad was the best paid man at the church that we were at. He was comfortable. But there was a call over his life to reach my grandparents. We move all the way to Mexico, and that's where we grew up. I was about nine years old, ten years old. And we began to, to serve at church. Pastor Joss gave us the opportunity to, to serve. And he went, when we were kids singing one time, we were all very young, and he, he said, Church, these people will be, these kids will be leading worship in a few years. They'll be the music director of this church he prophesied over our lives a few years later we were all leading worship John was leading the service I was leading the service <laughs> Sam and well Ellie wasn't old enough yet but, but Abel and Sam were all we were all involved in church we loved it 
love you so much I failed here in school. all I cared about was church. I loved it. I was at the altar every single day. Time began to pass by. We began to lead our worship at conventions and, and because it was a, the mother church of, of the whole organization, we, we had the opportunity to serve in the biggest events. And time began to pass. I remember I had so many issues. I was a 17-year-old and I felt like I, I, could, I could dominate the world. And pride began to get in my heart. And I felt like I was better than thou. Holier than thou. All of my brothers began to have their issues in Mexico. You know, everybody goes through the season. Sometimes go through it. Some people go through it their whole lives. Others it last two years. Others it last a couple years. And then they come back to church. You know, it's, it happens. My brothers, I don't want to expose them, but they, 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 have their, they have their issues in Mexico. I didn't. I was still pretty good, pretty clean. I remember many times I, I, I would overlook them. Oh, man, that was wrong. Years passed, and I was more involved in ministry, more involved. I, was, I, I became the, the youth director of the section and in the region, and... God, I think God began to open doors for me. But there was something happening that while I, that while I was having success, I had forgotten the channels. And I wasn't praying anymore. Because, because I can move people with my talent. I cannot distinguish between anointing and talent anymore. And because I saw people would respond, well, whatever I must be doing, it must be right. It must be okay. And I was living a double life. Oh, God. I'm speaking to somebody today. I know I'm speaking to someone today. One Monday night, I quit everything. I quit my job. I quit my position at the church. I quit my position with the region. I quit my position with my brothers. I quit everything. Everything. I was completely destroyed. I was destroyed in that way. Such a way that even my job, I had to quit. I was something that could have been resolved if I would have regarded those channels.